Well, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ginger Wade. It is, what time is it? Where's my clock? 12.08, and this is Chatting with Chap. We are doing another interview today about STEM, learning a little bit about STEM and how to, to make that work in your homeschool, which is really exciting. But before we get started on that uh, topic of the day, I just wanted to remind you all that convention is coming, guys. It is like 10 days away, I think, 10 days till convention, which is really exciting. I did let you know last Friday that, that it was the last day to register online. So there's no more online registration, but you can come to the door. So if you're still undecided about whether or not to come, come to the door, you can register at the door. It's no worries at all. And I did mention that UCS had until June 2nd to register. I just learned yesterday that it is actually June 4th. So two extra days there to get your used curriculum logged into the system if you're planning on selling at convention. So it is, it will end at midnight on June 4th. So June 5th will be too late. So if you want to sell curriculum, uh, you want to get in there and start registering your books now. So do not delay. And we can't wait to see you all there. It's going to be so great um, to be back together again and just be rejuvenated together at convention. So without further ado, um, I'm going to let Anita tell us a little bit about herself and then we will get into talking about STEM a little bit. So Anita, let's share with your about yourself with our with our listeners, watchers. Hello everyone. Um, I am Anita Narayan. Uh, thank you, Ginger, for giving me this uh, fun opportunity to talk about how we homeschool. Um, I've been homeschooling for eight plus years now. And what we've seen work for our family is doing a lot of experiential learning, doing projects and learning. And uh, we've used STEM a lot in our homeschool journey. So I thought it would be fun to share some of that and uh, share the knowledge that we've gained through our experience. Wow, that is really great. And you know what? I wonder if I guess we'll find out as we talk through this stuff, but maybe we're even some of us out here are doing some STEM things and we don't even know it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that that's the key where you are having so much of fun learning that you don't think it's it's serious or hard. And that's what I want to share about STEM today. Maybe you're already doing a lot of it. You don't call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. That's really good stuff. So first of all, people might be sitting out there going, what are they talking about? What is STEM? I don't even understand what this topic means. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And uh, what it does is it's an integrated way of learning something uh, in, a, in a holistic and deep way. I can give you an example. We are all very familiar with the dandelions that grow in our backyard. And while most of us see it as a weed, you, uh, some of us might be surprised to know that you can cook dandelion. It's an edible flower. We use it a lot in, in frittas and, and cookies and that calls for a fun experiment that we do. But if you notice um, the dandelion uh, the way the, the petals are arranged, you see that it follows a pattern and a pattern that's very similar to what you'd see in, in an acorn seed, how it forms the spiral. Mm -hmm. And 
if you were to wonder why is it that way? Why does this particular flower have it that way? Um, I'm gonna move this chat over. I want you to see. It's, it's a pattern that nature has found to be most effective to organize a lot of seeds. Right, so mm -hmm. that's why the dandelion is able to grow everywhere. Yeah, um, wow, as yeah. much as we don't uh, want it to. <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing with it is now what you're learning is there are patterns and patterns that that have a root in mathematics. And if you go and learn about this pattern, it's called a Fibonacci series. Mm -hmm. And you see that nature repeats this pattern in seashells in many different mm -hmm. places. So now just from your um, garden, we, you made a connection to math and cooking. Mm -hmm. And what was even more interesting as um, I was learning about the dandelion is the sunflower is very similar to the dandelion, mm -hmm. but you don't see it spreading like the dandelion, right? Mm -hmm. But for the dandelion, you see how the seeds take off and mm -hmm. they um, fly. There have been um, scientists who are studying how these seeds fly so they can make sensors to float out there to study the environment. So there is a very special way that these seeds are taking off and flying that's unique to the dandelion. And what was another cool fact was there was engineering happening. They found that the stem of the dandelion has natural latex with which you can make rubber. Oh, wow. Yeah, so just a small thing like a flower has so much um, imagination and inspiration that people have taken to make things that are useful to our society and in, mm -hmm. in a way they've they've done stem with it right? yeah so dandelions aren't so bad <laughs> if nothing you can eat them for a good snack yes. when your your kids are bugging you for mommy what's give me a snack <laughs> yeah there you go here's your natural snack it's That's good for you yeah. <laughs> So I would say it's a, it's a four different things that make a particular subject holistic to learn. There is science involved, there's technology, there's engineering and math, and that's what STEM is, is made of. Okay, that's fascinating. And you know what, I love to see that the, like you said, the patterns and the shells and the dandelions and the sunflowers and, and, you know, God uses pattern over and over again to yes. ties everything together. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love stuff like that. So, so I can see the value in that, you know, if you're, you're studying how to use a dandelion, how to use the poof to make things, you know, fly sensors and that type of thing. But what about like our little children? So you have, you know, kindergartners to fifth graders, um, why would it be helpful to teach this type of stuff that early? I mean, obviously our little ones aren't going to be building sensors to float through the air, but you know. Yeah. Um, I would say um, children, when, when they come into the, into existence, they have so much curiosity of mm -hmm. things around them mm -hmm. and we don't teach them to walk. We don't teach them to talk or to understand feelings. They come with, they observe so much and they learn. And at that time, um, they're not calculating how many times it took them to stand up or they're not crying over, oh my God, I fell down 
20 times before I could walk, right? Mm -hmm. That growth mindset is something we come with. But Mm -hmm. over time, there becomes an expectation for education to be more output oriented. Mm -hmm. We somehow become very um, rigid in how we should learn. We lose that that, uh, growth mindset, Mm -hmm. which is so important if you see all the things that the world is creating right now. Medicine takes forever to me, right? All these inventions that are useful for humanity, they don't just go right the first time, years Mm -hmm. and years of uh, Mm -hmm. experimenting. Mm -hmm. So I think the school system makes it a little more rigid for us to provide Mm -hmm. that opportunity for experimentation Mm -hmm. and for us to be, it's okay if you do something 30 times before you get it right. Mm-hmm. I think STEM gives you that playground to to say, I'm going to learn this. It doesn't matter um, if I don't get it right the first yeah. time. Because no one else does mm-hmm. that are really working in the field. But mm-hmm. I'm going to build that resiliency, that that grit, and the desire to keep learning as mm-hmm. I go. And I think that's why we already have it before we can lose it. If you can make that their mindset, Mm-hmm. I think it really will help them do difficult things as they, you know, go into fifth grade and beyond. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's and that's like you were saying that grit. And there's so many folks now who just don't. It's got to be easier. I don't want to do it, you know. But we need to yeah. learn. You know, if we learn that, I we say Thomas Edison this year. Oh, um, nice. but talk about someone who's messed up a lot, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I want them to know that that's the norm. You, mm-hmm. Getting it right the first time is not the norm, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then when he found something that worked, he didn't stop there. He worked to make it better. Yes. You know, so, and that's that's another part of it. You know, you figure it out and then you figure out what will make it work better. So it's just this whole growth and you don't instantaneously know things, right? It just yes. takes a lot of a lot of time. And that's, that's a wonderful, that is a wonderful mindset. Yeah. The, it's such a shame where the imagination gets shut down or you don't yeah. feel like reading anymore or whatever. It's just not fun anymore because it's all about getting the worksheet done or the assignment yeah. done or the, whatever. And I, yeah. I think as homeschoolers, we have a little more flexibility in how we can tailor that to Absolutely. what the child is able to enjoy and lead mm-hmm. from there instead mm-hmm. of follow the rigidity of what yeah. has to apply to a classroom to mm-hmm. get through. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so this is a, it's a really good, good mindset to have. So how would you start to integrate STEM into your homeschool? Like if you're not doing this now, we're sitting here watching you and we're going, oh my goodness, this sounds good, but I'm not doing this. Like, how do I even get started with that? Um, I would say that there, once you start um, wanting to do STEM, you will find resources. We found a lot of free resources that we've used in our uh, homeschooling journey. Mm-hmm. And we try to make it something that is connected to uh, a project or a real world experience. Uh, one channel that we enjoyed watching is called um, The Secret Millionaires Club. It's a YouTube channel with the, it was actually a book. Um, I think Mr. Warren Buffett helped bring that together where you're teaching children math in a very realistic way. But if your child wants to, let's say, start a small lemonade stand, what would you mm. want knowing that there is 
the science of creating your lemonade. There is mm -hmm. math involved and in what all you need to be able to sell it. Mm -hmm. uh, and he does this with many examples of what if you want to, for example, do a pet um, sitting business or you mm -hmm. want to uh, start something small in your community, like a lawn mowing business, what would mm -hmm. you do? That's the, I would say, practical, useful mm -hmm. mathematics. Mm -hmm. And to lay the foundation of math when they're young becomes the, the foundation for a lot of things that they can then um, learn quite easily. Mm -hmm. On Academy is a free resource for math mm -hmm. where they teach you the, the nuts and bolts of the math. And there are a mm -hmm. lot of tests that you can take. Our family uses that a lot to uh, get through math because mm -hmm. we don't remember a lot of the high school uh, math that we learned. Yeah, how about it? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to go um, finding a tutor. Well, if that works, that's fine. But there are free resources, like I said. But to make it as realistic, real world as possible, I think will allow us to connect to, okay, this is useful to me. Yes. Uh, and then, yes. you know, I see merit in wanting to do more of it. That, that mm -hmm. would be the way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we've also found some really good um, magazines uh, for um, science. It's called Nano. Uh, there's nanotechnology. These are really tiny particles mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. find in everything, right from batteries to cosmetics to mm -hmm. most of our um appliances use it so the government has created um you know small i would say two-page magazine about what is it where do we use this particular technology oh, in okay. the real world yeah. who are the scientists who are working on this so maybe you can even reach out to them and look yeah. for uh, opportunities to get some inspiration yeah. them. so there's there's a lot of free resources that are available PBS has uh, something on coding where they're doing story time, but they're also teaching children how to write code for the, the mm -hmm. episode that they watched. So mm -hmm. it's all, it becomes contextual. So it's easier to be able to relate to it than, okay, this is a subject that I have to grasp from a textbook and take yeah, yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so any any way that you can turn it into something interesting or make it valuable, right? Right. And yes. getting comfortable with math is so important. Yeah. And so many people are afraid of it. Yeah. So yeah. So finding ways to yeah make it real. I, I think about e economics popped into my head too when you were talking about the lemonade stand and all those types yes. of things. And then that you know that all comes together. You're learning about more than just the science part of it, but there's you know economics is a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. <laughs> Supply and demand and stuff. So that's great. That's really good. So, uh, so I see there, it says where to find free STEM resources. You mentioned some things and I see this is your website at the bottom of the screen, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, you can go check that out. Do STEM with Ms. Dandy .com. Uh, And honestly, probably if you just go do some searching, right? If you do some Google searching or whatever, you can, you'll, you'll be able to find resources out there right if you're typing a specific thing up yeah right? it's just a maze there uh but then if you have specific interests then to go and look for it like that for example stock market game 
is a free resource where your children will learn how to invest in the stock market. And then I think towards the end of the, the lesson, it's organized by grade level. And then you're, you can actually go um, to the New York Stock Exchange and see how they're, they're doing something. So I think wow. if you have a particular interest in mind, yeah. you do a targeted search, mm -hmm. you might find more resources around it. Yeah. So don't be, in other words, moms, don't be afraid to go out there and just search around for things. I mean, if there's something your child is interested in, yeah. just search on it and see what comes up. There's mm -hmm. tons of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. stuff out there. So um, also, so if you're really into STEM or whatever, and you'd like to uh, develop your skills, right, in helping the community, how would you do that? Like, uh, like are there events or competitions or, or things that you can do to put what you've learned to use? Yeah, so we used to attend what's called maker fairs, uh, much like uh, you have the CHAP conventions for homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are uh, fairs where there is a lot of uh, DIY people mm -hmm. uh, sharing their knowledge with the community to to grow, I guess, interest in in building things with your hand. Yes. And you used to attend mm -hmm. a lot of those and be active in that community to learn what we saw, but also to teach what we'd learned and make some um, good connections there because mm. your children could also have the opportunity to give a talk about something that they're interested in that becomes another thing that they can cultivate which is public mm -hmm. speaking mm, um, yes. <laughs> i would say one project we worked on we had a lot of fun was with our zoo we saw that they were doing certain things manually and uh, we thought it would be a nice way to help them automate that. So even though my son had no knowledge how to make a particular app, mm -hmm. um, he took it upon himself as a, as a project to be able to learn that and work with the zoo to see if he can solve something for them. I think our community is full of these little opportunities where mm -hmm. we can do something and learn from it. Mm -hmm. um, and there are competitions that encourage that. There's one called the Paradigm Challenge that has specific um, topics that they want children to create some solutions for every year. Uh, I think one year it was about how do we prevent fires because this uh, this mm. organization is based out of California. Mm -hmm. Fires are a pretty mm -hmm. common thing. So they had that one year. Another year was about um, food. How do we grow? Uh, how can we be more self-sufficient with the mm -hmm. food we grow? So mm -hmm. they, they keep um, coming up with new topics for children to find solutions for. Mm -hmm. The other one is the Smithsonian. Um, they have an innovation center called Lemelson mm -hmm. Center, and mm -hmm. they do uh, yearly challenges for, again, very similar to how can you use your imagination to solve a particular problem. Mm -hmm. um, the third one, which is very interesting, um, is the Chicago Toy and Game Fair. They have a whole mm -hmm. curriculum for you to be able to follow along through the year mm -hmm. and come up with a innovative game um, ah. and post on their site to get reviews from toy makers. And if they like your idea, then they will be able to help you bring it to market. Mm, so all these things cool. yeah, are free. You don't pay yeah. for any of this. 
but you find the resources um, to learn how to create something that would be useful to your community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is really awesome. So there's like, as you look around you when you're out there, moms, and you're with your kids and you see that, oh, I could, there's going to be a better way to do that or something. I mean, you can like that brainstorm and come up with something and they might not be, but whoever you're helping might not even be thinking about making their thing better. It might be a completely new thought or idea for them, but you can really, um, I don't know, make your community a better place and serve in that way. That's, that's really awesome to be thinking outside the box that way. And those, I mean, just working in that kind of way is such a good learning experience because you're working with people, you're talking to people, like you said, there's giving yeah. presentations and being able to speak well to other people. So important. Communication is so important. Absolutely. And we, I know we're all terrified to speak in front of people <laughs> to some level or degree, but uh, it is good, especially to get kids used to that Yes. early, you know, yeah. and then and it's not such a a wall or, or a, a thing to overcome as they get older. So these, this, so this is really great. These are really good ideas. Um, really good reasons to have, um, STEM included into your school or, or guiding your school. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this has been helpful to everybody out there. Now, do you have some resources or ideas for people out there that you want to share? Um, I do. Uh, so I have I have my curriculum that we've done for over eight years. So I have document resources for the state, and I'll be happy to share that. If you can comment below saying you're interested, I'll be able to share that with you, send it over to you. Yeah. Okay. So anyone who's interested for more information, just comment below on our video and Anita will get in touch with you. And um, I'm so glad that you came on, Anita. This was a really good conversation and it was good Sometimes we just need to like, I don't know, have someone help us think outside the box better, right? And to, yeah. To, uh, yeah Absolutely. Thank you new. so much. I yeah. really enjoyed uh, being here. Thank you. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed our episode about STEM. If you have any questions, like we said, comment below and we'll be happy to talk with you about them. And hopefully we will be seeing y'all at convention. And until then, it is the last day of May. So hopefully you are in full summer mode, just relaxing and enjoying everybody without the pressures of school. Hopefully we don't ever have pressures of school. Hopefully we enjoy our <laughs> learning together. But I do hope that you are enjoying this time. It is hot where we are. So woo, 90 plus degrees here, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is definitely in summer, summer. Well, for this day, I think in two days, it's going to be 20 degrees colder. <laughs> Oh, we'll take it as it comes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Anita. Thank you, Ginger. I wish you an amazing convention. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. I actually don't have anyone scheduled for my next video. So I will come on and chat with you in another week or so. So we'll see you later. Take care.